Hey, what's up, guys? It's Sherrod Carler with Fantasy Football Limelight. I'm going to give you my episode number one for my podcast. Very excited to get this going. Here goes to the first one. Um, For my first episode, I'm going to be going over my favorite booms and worst busts from the 2019 season. I'll do this for the quarterback, running back, wide receiver, and tight end position. I'll also give you an outlook for the 2020 season on these same players. So let's dive right into it. Now, for the quarterback position, I don't think anyone would argue that Lamar Jackson is by far the biggest boom according to where he was drafted. Um, I don't think anyone expected him to really have the season that he did, but the guy was just unbelievable. I mean, you're talking about running all over people while actually proving that he has a great arm as well. Um, guys like Mark Andrews stepped up to the plate for him, gave him a nice security blanket, someone he hit pretty often. Um, the guy just had a phenomenal season, and it wasn't really close between the QB1 and QB2. Lamar Jackson, hands down, my favorite boom at the quarterback position. Now let's dive into the worst bust, according to me. Now, in my opinion, this goes to Baker Mayfield. The guy, in most people's eyes, was a top six fantasy quarterback going into the 2019 season. I had him ranked at number six. Um, at one point in time, I even considered him top four, but obviously that is not how it went. Uh, with all the weapons around him, plus the fact that he had a season now under his belt, I really don't think anyone would have guessed that he'd throw five touchdowns less and seven interceptions more than he did in two less games in 2019. I mean, how do you play in two more games in the previous season? Then you have the addition of OBJ and later Kareem Hunt, but you massively decrease in touchdowns and increase in interceptions. I mean, maybe it's the sophomore slump, but I won't be drafting them in 2020 unless it's like a very, very late round flyer and maybe some things happen in the offseason where he looks drastically improved. But the hype was just too much with him. He finished behind guys like Ryan Fitzpatrick, and Derek Carr, and he was like neck and neck with Gardner Minshew, who didn't even start every game. I think Baker was really the definition of a bust this season. Uh, for next season, I mean, like I said, we'll have to see how the offseason goes, see how the coaching staff plans to run this offense, but I, I don't know enough right now to say that I would want to draft Baker, and honestly, I'll likely stay away from him. But, uh, That's the quarterback position. Let's go into the running back position. Now, a guy that I was very, very high on was Aaron Jones. If you kept up with me in the last offseason, you'll see Aaron Jones is a guy that I was always talking about, always raving about, and that I predicted to be a top six running back for 2019. Well, it turns out he exceeded those expectations, and the guy just, he was phenomenal. So, my favorite boom has to go to Aaron Jones. Um, the guy just all season long was putting up huge numbers. Now he had a he had two or three games where it was just okay, but for the most part, if you had Aaron Jones on your team, you had you a solid high end RB one throughout the season. And um, I don't think you'd ask for more for a guy that you could take in the third round. In some drafts, he even fell to the fourth round. Um, I don't see him really falling off a whole lot next year. Yes, you have Jamal Williams there. They will split some touches, but pretty sure in most people's eyes and definitely in the coaching staff's eyes, Aaron Jones has solidified himself as the guy. 
in that backfield. Don't see him falling off. I really don't. Uh, I'm not saying he'll be a top two running back again, but he'll definitely be at least a low-end RB1 for me. So it's a guy that will still be on my draft target list. I will still be trying to draft him. Now let's move on to bust. Now the worst bust for me at the running back position has to go to David Johnson. Um, it's pretty it's pretty sad when you really think about it. It's a guy who just a couple of years ago was killing the league both on the ground and through the air, and now he's pretty much an afterthought. Even when he was supposedly healthy, he barely seen the field. Um, deep down, I really feel there's some underlying injury or an issue that's been affecting him. I, I'm really not sure, but nonetheless, many people invested a first-round pick on him, and he majorly underperformed, been a complete bust. Um, I mean, he was he was sitting on the bench while Kenyon Drake just had a field day. Like, Kenyon Drake is one of the guys that's going to be on my draft boards for next year also. Um, he came in, and he just took over and did what a lot of us thought David Johnson was going to do. So, David Johnson, I mean, I'd be interested to see where he lands in the offseason. Maybe he can land somewhere where he gets more opportunity. Maybe he'll be a little more motivated because he knows he's been a letdown these last couple years. But uh, that's really a situation to keep an eye on. But he was a major, major bust. It really is sad to see how drastically he fell from just three years ago. But uh, let's move on to the wide receiver position. Now, my favorite boom for wide receiver is Allen Robinson. Um, I don't think many people expected him to be a guy that's in the top 10. He finished as the wide receiver 8 in full PPR scoring. Now, this is amazing value. He was, he was being drafted as, as the wide receiver 32. So, you have 31 wide receivers that on average were being drafted ahead of Allen Robinson. Um, this is, like I said, this is just amazing value. The guy who won my main money league, he had Allen Robinson in his lineup. And I'm sure there's a lot of lineups that won championships because they had a guy that they drafted at the very end, or maybe didn't even draft, and ends up being a wide receiver one for him. That's just that's just phenomenal value. So I have to give my favorite boon to Allen Robinson. Now, Bus, I'm sure a lot of you will agree with me on this now. Obviously, you have Antonio Brown, who ended up not even playing. That's a major bust. But I tend to go, for my bust, I tend to go with people who did play but still did not perform. So, for my worst bust, I'm going to go with Odell Beckham Jr. Now, I know, like I said, Antonio Brown technically busted more, but I'm going to go with OBJ. OBJ had a very underwhelming season. He finished in full PPR as the wide receiver 25 while being drafted around the wide receiver 7 mark. Much more was expected from him, obviously. The Browns' offense as a whole, a lot more was expected. The only real consistent threat they had was uh, Nick Chubb, and then even when Hunt came back, that kind of went down a little bit. Jarvis Landry far exceeded OBJ's stats. So, OBJ, I, I'm not sure what's going on. Uh, he seems to not be happy anywhere he is. Um, obviously, he's having drama now off of the field. Um, I'm not very optimistic about OBJ for the future unless there's a drastic change in both his his demeanor and his attitude and then the environment he's in. He'll have to be somewhere where he's happy and actually acting happy, not acting out. 
And also, he needs a coaching staff that's going to force force feed him the ball. The guy is supremely talented. He needs to be in the game plan to get the ball regularly. Um, so unless this happens, I really don't uh, have a positive outlook on OBJ going forward. Just like David Johnson, it'll be something to see. Keep an eye over the offseason to see what happens with him. But as of right now, I'm avoiding OBJ. Okay, now let's move on to the tight end position. My favorite boom and another guy that was one of my guys, a guy that I was targeting in every one of my drafts, and I landed in pretty much every one of my drafts, is Baltimore Ravens tight end Mark Andrews. The guy had a huge breakout season. Um, I mean, he really... He just exceeded most people's expectations. Now, I expected him to be around there. I had him boldly predicted as my tight end six for 2019. And it just so happens he ended up as a tight end five. So, he's one of my favorite players to target in the draft for the season. And uh, he he greatly exceeded most people's expectations. He ended the season with 852 receiving yards and 10 touchdowns. Now, this is a guy that was going undrafted in most leagues. And I hope a lot of you guys kept up with me where I told you, hey, snag this guy at the end of your drafts. I think he's going to break out. He did so, and cannot complain if you had him on your roster because the guy was just awesome. Him and Lamar Jackson are an amazing duo, and there's a good chance you could have drafted both of them at the end of your draft this past season. But um, that is my favorite boom. Let's go on to the worst bust. Now, here's a guy I was very, very high on, and... He probably disappointed me more than anyone, and that's that's just being honest. O.J. Howard. O.J. Howard, the guy is so talented. Like, he is so, so talented. He has all the ability. I mean, the guy is a freak athlete. He can jump. He can run. I mean, anything you need, O.J. Howard can do it. But this is the thing. He finished as a tight end 29. Now, he's viewed by most as a top five fantasy tight end. Um, it baffled me that he only had one touchdown for the whole entire season, roughly 460 yards. Now, this is while being on the same offense where two wide receivers went over 1,100 yards, and each of those guys had eight-plus touchdowns. Jameis Winston threw for over 5,000 yards, yet only 460 of those went to O.J. Now, this this is not a, this is not a knock on AJ, O.J., in my opinion. Um, I think this is, mo- this is this mostly like a... This is a game script. Um, this is a thing where the coaching staff wants to force feed the wide receivers and mainly use tight ends as a decoy and a blocker. I, In my opinion, when you're the coach and you have a guy like O.J. Howard as your tight end, you have to incorporate him into that offense and get him the ball. The guy just has way too much talent to be used as a decoy or just a blocker. I mean, O.J. Howard could have put up Austin Hooper-type numbers while Austin Hooper was healthy, of course. But he could have put the he could have put up numbers like that. He could have put up, I think, even better numbers than Mark Andrews had he been a major part of the game plan. But for whatever reason, um, Arians does not like targeting tight ends that much. I'm not sure why, but he doesn't. Like I said, I, I will give this bust. I'm not going to put it on OJ. I'm going to put it on the coaching staff. They could have utilized him way better. And he could have had a great year. I'm hoping something changes this year for OJ where he is actually put in a game plan and going to be a primary piece of an offense. Because right now, 
I'm likely staying away from OJ too unless it's very, very late. I might target him very, very late just due to the upside, just due to the talent that the guy has because he's a supreme talent for the tight end position. Okay. Last, I'm going to go to the defense. A lot of people don't talk about booms and busts for defenses, but I want to I want to recognize some defenses that one in particular for boom, um, a lot of people don't really look at it and consider how great this defense was for fantasy purposes, but the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Okay, these guys, they finished as the number five defense in fantasy football. They led the league in defensive touchdowns with six. They also led the league in forced fumbles with 23. They finished second in fumbles recovered with 16. Now that is great numbers for a fantasy football defense. That is a defense that can carry you, get you 10, 12, 15, occasionally 20 points per week. Now that makes a huge difference in your lineup, a, a very huge difference. Um, from a real life standpoint, this defense wasn't amazing. They weren't just this, oh man, this is a daunting defense. No, they weren't. Now they were very good against the run. They stopped running backs on the regular, great running backs at that. But against the pass, they were they were not so good. But um, nonetheless, to finish as the number five defense in fantasy, that is just awesome being that most people didn't have you on their radar in the first place. Um, so I think the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, they were my favorite. Boom. And they kind of did it under the radar. They're not like your 49ers or your Patriots or your Ravens that people were just looking at like, yeah, I got to have that defense or this defense is really balling out. These guys finished as the defense number five and it was under the radar. People didn't really notice it. So I just wanted to give recognition to that defense because they helped a lot of fantasy teams. On to the worst bust, I'm going to go with the Chicago Bears. Now these guys, for me, I would have taken them as the number one defense overall going into the season. These guys were just dominating 2018, taking all kind of turnovers for touchdowns. These guys were just unbelievable. Um, luckily for me, I don't take defenses early, so I don't reach for a defense. I'm, I'm more of a defensive streamer, and then throughout the season, I'll find a defense that seems to be doing good and hang on to them. That right there, that strategy works best for me. Uh, so luckily, I didn't end up reaching for any of the top defenses going into the season or I very likely would have been disappointed because the Bears busted the Rams pretty much busted Jaguars pretty much busted so I am glad that I go with the strategy that I do because it actually worked out very well for me but back to the Bears and why I think they're the worst bust um, and most leagues they were taken off the board first like I said but this is where they were a major disappointment they actually ended up finishing as the 22nd ranked fantasy defense. Now that's a huge, huge letdown. They did not stop offenses like we all thought they would. They didn't get all the turnovers for touchdowns like we thought they would. They just, they underwhelmed. That's that's really all it is to it. Um, like I said, I gotta, gotta give credit where it's due to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers because they far exceeded expectations. And then the Bears on the flip side, they, they were just a huge, huge letdown. That'll be it for my uh, favorite booms and my worst bust. I greatly appreciate you guys for listening. I'm glad I finally got a little bit of time to do this podcast. It's my first one. I plan to improve episode after episode. I will let you know uh, as soon as I'll have my second one out. It won't be long. Just give me a few days. 
already working on more content. Like I said, I greatly appreciate you for listening. Like, comment, subscribe, share. Appreciate you guys. Uh, you guys don't know how much I appreciate you. Thank you for being supportive, and Limelight's got you back. Let's get ready for this 2020 season, guys. I plan to lead a bunch of you to championships. Have a great one.